0: Hello, my name is Heidi Craig. Hi. So, for those of you online, you can probably not see, but there is water coming in um, pretty heavily through our ceiling. So, um, some great members of our church are working on that. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure where it's all coming from. And um, I just want to thank you, folks, for your obedience to God for listening to his call Um, yes because sometimes we hear his call but we're not obedient and they've been obedient they've been serving and giving of themselves and their time um, and their hearts so thank you so much so despite the water coming in we're going to continue on and nothing stops us right God is stronger. God is greater. He is powerful. So we are going to continue right along. Um, and I, I just have to giggle because this message today has, um, has taken a lot out of me emotionally and physically. And sometimes when you're preparing for a, a message, you don't, don't realize how much the devil tries to sneak his hand in and how he tries to disrupt your life. There's been different things this week that I've been in the middle of, and I've caught myself, and I'm just like, what are you doing, Heidi? And I I had to stop my car on the way home from work the other day, and I said, the devil's not allowed. He's not allowed in my thoughts or my mind or my heart. God is greater, and he is stronger. And sometimes we just need to stop our cars and do that right? And say that out loud. So just, I, I'm just not surprised there's water in here right now <laughs> because it's like, hey, it's how the week's been going, <clears throat> right? So our message today is purity. Um, pastor asked me to, to speak at uh, the beginning of August, and I was just praying about what God would have me share with you today. And it really uh, just hit me. Uh, purity is really a topic that we, we all need to revisit and think about. So that brought me to, um, what is purity? It's the quality or state of being pure. For example, we often test our water. I don't know if any of you test your water at home, but you kinda wanna know what you're drinking, right? Is it good, is it okay, is it really bad for you? Should you even drink it or should you be buying bottled water, you know? We want to be sure our our water is safe for us to drink. We want to check and see if it's polluted or not. That's why we do a water purity test. A water purity test looks at a number of different things, not just one thing. It looks at the water pH. It looks at hardness, mineral levels. Um, Who do you think has the best drinking water in the world? It's definitely not the United States. (laughs) It is a a country, it's Switzerland, has the best drinking water um, in the world. It's recognized because of its quality tap water. It has strict water treatment standards and it's got superior natural resources with an average rainfall of 60.5 inches per year. When we hear the word purity, it's usually included um, in a lesson for our youth of what not to do in the back seat of a car, um, or what to do with the opposite sex. But God calls each of us to lead a life of purity in all things. So not just our youth, but every one of us. Even those of you in your 70s and 80s, and 90s, and not just one area of our lives, but in all things. That's going to be a common theme you hear today. Like the water test, not just looking for one thing, but it looked for many things, the hardness, the water pH level, the mineral level. God asks us not to look at one area of our lives, but all areas. We, no one else, we are responsible to seek purity in our own lives. It's not our parents' job. It's not our friends' job. However, the price of purity is high. It's very high and can come with a great sacrifice to popularity. Titus 2.7, in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, showing purity. Living a life of purity Means that we offer our bodies as living sacrifices for God in in all ways. We must honor God with our thoughts, our attitudes, our words, and our actions. Our thoughts. How do we think? How do we think about ourselves? Do we know God's love for us? That he created each of us in his image? His love for us is greater than we could ever comprehend. If we think we're no good or not worthy of his love, we need to think again. God created us in his image. Wow, it's such an amazing gift that he's given us. Have you ever heard the saying, um, I'll love you to the moon and back? A lot of us have heard that. I really think God says to us, I'm going to love you to heaven and back. And how far is heaven? We don't know. It's so far that his love for us is never ending. It's always there. How do we think about others? Do we think of them with love and sincerity? Or do we talk about them behind their backs? The girls came home from youth group recently, and out of the blue said something about making sure we don't talk about people when they're not there. And it hit me. It really hit me because I've done that. I've struggled with that. My mom and I don't have the greatest relationship. And often I find myself venting to another family member about her. And I have to stop myself and realize that we're not supposed to do that. And then I thanked God for Garrett, for making the impact. That he is on our youth. Our youth are the future. They're the future of this church and this community and this country. And I love that they're teaching us. They're constantly teaching us. We're never too old to learn. And I just sat there and smiled and, and thanked God that he's using our kids to remind us of how we should be acting because we're not perfect. And we're always in progress, and we're always trying. And our goal is to always, every day, every day is a new day, and we have new opportunities. We need to invest in our youth. The girls were right. We should not talk about others behind their backs. Ever. It's pretty simple. When we do, our hearts are not pure. We need to be guarding our minds. We need to be careful what we let in. The shows we watch on TV is another example. My girls get so annoyed with me because I'm constantly asking them, what kind of shows they're watching? Now, mind you girls, I didn't use the word programs. They told me the word programs is for older people. Shows, what kind of shows are you watching on TV? I think I'm just an old person at heart, but that's okay. Um, Because I wanna know what's going into their minds. We have to be careful what we let in. Parents, we need to be on top of our games even more than ever before. We have to know what's going on in their lives. If you have nieces or nephews or grandchildren, or there's some young adults probably around you, what's, what's going on in their lives? I firmly believe we have two home cell phones, because I won't let them have their own cell phones yet, because I'm that parent. So I'll take the home cell phones and I'll start looking through them all the time, because that's my job. I need to know what they're saying, what they're talking about, what they're looking at. That's all of our jobs. We have to protect their minds and their thoughts. But we have to be careful what we put in our own minds. We have to ask ourselves, am I polluting my mind with what I'm watching and listening to or the hearsay that's going on around me? Attitudes. Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. When Jesus came to earth, not everyone was able to see God at work in Jesus. Did you know that? There was a particular religious party known as the Pharisees. They promoted religious and moral purity in the Jewish world. In all of Israel, the Pharisees were held to the highest regard for their commitment to honoring God. Yet, when God incarnate showed up as Jesus. They fiercely opposed him. Can you believe that? Jesus was performing miracles and healings, and yet the Pharisees didn't accept this or believe it. They just said Jesus must be the prince of demons. How could the Pharisees not recognize the work of God through his divine son. How could they not see it? They had a particular category of sin, and it was their attitude. They were judgmental, full of religious pride, hypocrisy. They elevated religious traditions over the supreme responsibility of of loving others. We have a huge responsibility and it's not too hard. God made it pretty simple. He asked us to love others and to care about them and to have a pure attitude and heart when we do it. So I ask you to think about where is your heart? Do you ever stop and do a, a heart check? I know I need to do that more. To stop and, and think, where, where is my heart at today? How, how am I caring for others today? There was an AG pastor, Pastor Ryan Post, and he said, if the windows of our hearts are clean, we will be able to perceive the work of God in others. But if our hearts have become polluted with pride, hypocrisy, all we will notice are their faults. So if our hearts aren't clean, we can't see the work of God in others. And we're just continuing down this road that's not healthy and it's not good for us. We need to take a really good look in the mirror at ourselves. We need to stop worrying about what everybody else thinks and look in the mirror and do a self-check, do a heart check. Where is my, my head, my thoughts? Where is my heart? What's my attitude today? Am I crabby? Does anybody want to be around me? Or is there so much light and love in my heart and eyes? When I come up to a person, they're like, what's different about you? Something's unique. Something's almost strange. We want to be that light in the darkness. Well, Thank you, folks. Our dripping has diminished greatly. So thank you, team. Words. Words are powerful. This is where I get myself in trouble. Words can build us up or they can tear us down. They can plant beautiful seeds or they can poison the soil of our souls. How do we speak How do we talk to others? Stop and think about that for a second. What are the words coming out of our mouth? Early in our marriage, Dustin would ask me not to talk with him with that tone of voice. (laughs) And for many, many years, I would ignore that comment and say, what tone? I was often irritated maybe, but I certainly didn't have a tone in my voice. I was pleasant and I, I didn't have a tone. I'm a social worker, I don't have a tone. Or sometimes he would even say that social work tone. That was even worse. Or did I? In the past few years, I began to reflect on words. Um, I did a a women's class a couple years ago, uh, and talking about our tongues and our lips and the words that come out. And God almost hit me smack smack dab in the head about the way I talk to my husband, my wonderful husband who cares deeply for me. I often, or most of the time, okay, a lot of the time, maybe talk to him with a tone. Still a work in progress, just saying. Getting better. Let me tell you, ladies, it wasn't a loving tone. We all need to work on our words, especially as couples. Please, please be nice to each other. Talk nicely to each other. I, I think one of the, the saddest things is the marriages in our world today where people are just not kind to each other, and they're hurting, and they don't talk. We believe in marriage, and we need to support marriages, and we need to be there for each other. Marriage is not easy. This is hard stuff. No one told me that. I mean, they told me there might be ups and downs, but no one really kind of tells you that. So you've got to support each other. You've got to be an example, right? Right? The way we talk to each other? Guess who's watching? Kids. Jesus. Our community. How how you know? We need to stop and do those self-checks. Psalm thirty-four, twelve through thirteen. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. It really irritates me when someone says, well, it was just a white lie. Was it a lie? Either it was, either it was the truth or it was a lie. I mean, it's, it's sometimes pretty clear. I personally, like, there's, how can it be a white lie? Have I done white lies? I'll stand here and say Yes. But we we got to be making good decisions, right? God tells us how to live. He shows us how to live. But it's so hard. It's so hard because we're human, right? We're human. Have you ever heard the saying, um, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? Well, don't. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Why? Why even open your mouth? Because you're just letting an opportunity for the devil to come in. And he's not allowed. So if you don't have anything nice to say, if you can't speak goodness or kindness about someone, let's not even open our mouths. Let's not let that temptation come in. Actions. Actions speak louder than words. How are we around others? Are there certain groups of friends that we hang around with and we act one way? And then there's another group of friends that we hang around with and we act a different way? How do we act on a daily basis? How do we treat those closest to us? How do we treat those in the same house as us? How do we treat our coworkers? Not every coworker is easy to deal with, but we can be that light. How do we treat them? How do we interact with strangers? We need to sit and reflect upon these things. In this world, we're so busy. We're so hurried every day. You know, someone will say something to me. I'm like, oh, stop. Let me check my calendar. Hang on. Oh, I might have an hour free. Really? What are you doing, Heidi? You're too busy. Too busy. We need to stop and slow down. We need to take time to reflect. Sometimes when we're taking time in prayer or reflecting, sometimes we think we're, we're like maybe wasting time. Like we shouldn't be. Like we should be doing something. But it's okay. Do you know that Jesus sat for hours? For days? Just praying and talking to God? What an example. It's okay just to sit and be still. One of the most common sayings is uh, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. I, I love that because it's like we can preach the gospel and we don't even have to open our mouths. It's by our actions. It's by how we treat people how we interact with them, right? And if necessary, use words. People will see your actions and they'll wonder what's, what's different about you. Wow, something's different. They're just so giving and loving and they care. That quote was popular uh, by St. Francis Our actions speak much louder than our words ever can. If we are helping others, we need to make sure we're doing so out of a pure heart because we truly care for that person or that individual, not that we're just hoping to get something out of it. Are we doing it with the right intentions What can help us with all of this? This is a lot of stuff. What can, what can help us? Hebrews 4.12, this isn't on the screen, but I, in my devotion this morning, I came across this. And I, I loved it, because what helps us is, is the Bible, you know, is the Word. And this verse just sums it up. It says, for the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart it's a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Gosh, the Word. That's where our answers are, is in the Word. You know, we feel like we're searching and we're looking and we're trying to find all this stuff and all these self-help groups and all these different things. And I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm saying spend some quiet time in the Word. we're gonna ask God we're gonna ask you to break the chains that bind us you have power and you are stronger than we can even comprehend and we know that we can't do it on our own we never can but we need you to break the chains the chains of thoughts the thoughts that come in and and we let in because we're not doing that check. We're not sure. Break those chains, Lord Jesus. Break the chains that bind us. Our actions, Lord Jesus. The way we act on a daily basis, the way we act in front of others, in front of our kids. Break those chains, Lord Jesus. Tear them apart. Our words, what comes out of our lips, Jesus. Break the chains of our words. Let us talk with kindness and love. attitudes. Our attitudes towards each other. Our attitudes towards God. Right? Lord Jesus, break the chains that bind us in your name with your power. We all have chains. There's no one in this room who doesn't struggle on a daily basis. God can break those chains and he loves you and he wants your hearts he wants your minds and he wants your souls so I just pray Lord Jesus Lord I pray for every person in this room today that you would break the chains that bind them you know you know Lord Jesus what they are going through and you are great and you are powerful and we believe in you Lord Jesus there's nothing you can't do and we thank you oh my goodness Lord we thank you for all you've done in our lives and all you're still doing Lord it's because of you it's not because of anything we do but because of your power. And you want to do great things through us. We know that. We're your vessels. And we're here. And we want to be used, right? And we are going to get in that word. And we are going to spend time in silence. And we just thank you. We Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for these people, for each person who's here today. It's not by mistake that they're here. Thank you, Lord. We pray that there's a a lot of blessings happening today, Lord Jesus, and I just thank you. I thank my helpers. You may all go sit down. Thank you so much. They're so willing to help, and I, I wanted to use some of our youth because they're our future. Hey, this is Sheldon Miles here, pastor at Thrive Church, and I want to thank you for watching this video. And if it impacted you in any way, I want to encourage you to do three things. First, become a part of the Thrive Church family by subscribing and following us. Make sure to join us on our Facebook page every Sunday. Second thing is share. Share with your friends, coworkers, and the people around you. The final thing, consider partnering with us financially. If this ministry is impacting you, I would ask you to pray about what you can give to help us take this message to the entire 715. And as always, we want you to know that you are welcome, accepted, and loved here at Thrive Church. And remember, you were created to thrive. We'll see you next week.